Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello and welcome to the Tuesday Night War Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by Michael Hanfler and Michael Sidgwick from What Culture. The Dadly Boys are here to look ahead to the ultimate war of wars. That's <laughs> <laughs> what everyone's calling it. The Great War. <laughs> Many people are calling it. Uh, NXT versus Dynamite. It's back on a different night for uh, a week. <laughs> But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, uh, YouTube. Oh. We're going to be live on YouTube at 3 p.m. UK time today to review Man and Raw, hence why the reviews and previews are topsy-turvy today. Uh, because we do daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review uh, the show formerly known as NXT 2 but Oh! <laughs> Interviews, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete. But a good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, they're joined by Hamlet Sidgwick to look ahead to the Tuesday Night War. I've missed this. I've missed it for... It's one of those things that, like most nostalgia, I'm happy for it. Well, apart from 80s movies. <laughs> I'm happy for this to be a week. Yes. I do not want Raw to move nights with a new deal on a Wednesday. I can't be asked for this all of the time. I uh, I still I'm still fighting for that bloody AW title, <laughs> and I don't want another existential threat. But for a week to get two shows is variously incredible looking and stupid looking and <laughs> desperate and funny. And I must look at this for a week. I'm happy to see it at the end of this podcast. Wait, what's oh. oh. going? Can we kick it old school? and guess the demo and overall viewership oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. is a game. Remind me, I will forget. That was a game before we had a game button. Yeah, an OG game. Yes. On the Ultimate War of Wars, which, by the way, I absolutely love it. I'm already picturing the terrible the graphics. Ultimate the Ultimate War, War, War of Wars. Wars. What an asshole. <laughs> it's like, yeah, uh, Vince McMahon, I don't think they've heard the word stupendous before. <laughs> uh, yeah, how are you feeling about it from the uh, the NXT side of things? Buzzing, absolutely buzzing. Um, to Cedric's point as well, I realised uh, as it made me, well just progressively iller, that a, a permanent war is untenable. You cannot watch that much is wrestling. That pneumonia? Yeah, pretty yeah, much. We yeah, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I might have been patient zero for a, a certain disease that spread the world that you might have heard about. Well, no, we'll never know for sure. But um, I, it was just untenable in the UK, realistically, to make two two-hour wrestling shows in the middle of the night work. But, like, I'm buzz. I'm probably going to try and double screen it tonight. Volume on NXT, obviously. I cannot wait to see the... 
Like, there's always at least one across these where you can't quite believe that these two things are happening at the same time. Probably because there'll be some, like, really quality action on Dynamite up against something preposterous on NXT. And then you're just waiting for the Brandon Thurston quarter hour, and it was like, what did... What did Von Wagner just beat? Oh. I don't want to like throw him under the bus, but you know what I mean? Something really stupid in NXT. What did they beat on Dynamite and vice versa? It's great, man. But for short burst, I propose we should have three of these a year because everyone has gone mental. Yeah, it's like, crazy X, out there. X remains goaded. It was <laughs> like Tony Khan was on a one last night and I dare say there's still more to come. You kind of think like both of them are trying to steal the last minute winner. So half an hour before showtime, they both think... They're not ready for this. And they're both thinking it at the exact same time, ready to press the button. More Dynamite's is coming. full. Dynamite's full. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what a you fatal think. mistake. Dynamite is always full. Is his kickoff full, though? Like, he's basically created the whole thing. Oh, hour. yeah, you know, like, could uh, do something on that. It's just... It's like Golden Goal. I quite liked Golden Goal in football. Do you know, it was never as chaotic as it promised, was it? Like, there was a... It went the other way. Everyone thought that, oh, they'll want to vie for yeah, that. And yeah. I think every team wanted to take their chances just on penalties up. instead. Yeah. The only one I remember that it actually was useful was South Korea versus Italy in the 2002 World Cup. because Especially because the lad who scored on Felix was playing in Italy and the Italian club was so petty, they went, suck him. Uh, <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, I'm just fascinated by the lineup for tonight and the ever-changing landscape of it. Like, I was kind of ready for coming in here last night and then I checked Twitter this morning. I thought, oh, it's a funny little spicy, you know, one minute past 11 tweet from Tony Khan. And then I was like, wait a second, what's... What's going on here? He was tweeting through Raw about that. This yeah. is great. It wasn't just that he was tweeting to set up his show. He was like tweeting while otherwise there would have been some discussion on Raw. He's like, I'm going to take that away and we're going to talk about his war tomorrow. That's This is the good stuff. It's just it's so, I don't know where to begin on this. Let's start with Title Tuesday uh, on AW Dynamite. <laughs> because come Tuesday versus Title Tuesday. Yeah, it's great, man. <laughs> Yeah, and like, that. they're more of an alternative than they ever were in the Wednesday Night War. Like, you know, Sidge was That's right. a lie. Sidge was right all along, much as it pains me to say. It rendered NXT as it was completely redundant. AEW's very existence was like, we don't need that anymore. You don't need WWE's version of, in inverted commas, good wrestling, because actual good wrestling is back over mm. there. Like, these are alternatives to one another. These are different wrestling shows with the companies, theoretically at least, doing more of what they do best than not. They're not the same. And that's great. Yeah. Just remembered the first ever Wednesday Night War that uh, that happened. We did a live stream on the YouTube channel, and it was me, Cleary, and Nicholas doing it. And uh, for some reason, so I effectively didn't really watch either show because you had Adam Nicholas on one side of me watching NXT, you had Cleary on the other side watching Dynamite, and I'd basically throw to them, like, it's Soccer Saturday or something, like, a pinfall over in NXT, who's it gone to, Nicholas? <laughs> I didn't watch either show. I was just like, oh, uh, uh, Riddle's doing that over there, but then oh, what's going on on this show? I understand like, Kevin Smith's in attendance today. Is yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's gone. I know, Jeff. <laughs> Someone's been kicked out of ringside. Uh, I didn't see that. Glass has smashed. Have they sent for Steve Austin? They're that desperate. That's <laughs> Charlie Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> Deep cut. <laughs> I've seen you show, Michaels. I need a taxi. <laughs> Um, let's start with the international championship then, Sige. Yep. John Moxley <laughs> with, uh, winning it back from Ray Phoenix, probably. Yeah. Genuinely, earnestly, you know, if you don't have traits consistent with a psychopath, you are really delighted to see John Moxley <laughs> come back. I'm happy yeah. he's well. I'm happy he's well. Are you? It's never about injuries. It's about time off. Yeah. I want it like, well, remember when, when we were allowed to say, oh God, I wish bloody John Moxley would take his holiday. 
I wish John Moxley would take his holiday. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad he's well. That I've, was I've said this on the Collision Review. Uh, yeah, it's a convergence of things all at once. And I think four years is the right time to go to a new territory. Yeah. Or time for yes. a character refresh or whatever. Um, no, this match, they'd be missing a trick if it didn't start in the exact same way as the Grand Slam one. Mm-hmm. Like the exact same way. You want people to think... Oh God, is he concussed again? You want, and another one. <laughs> you want that drama. You yeah. want that unsettling tone. You want to play into the intrigue because the intrigue of this match isn't John Moxley versus Phoenix Roman numerals three. You know what I mean? It doesn't feel like it has that gravitas or that sort of prestige. It feels like they are doing this to reset and revert back to the original story they were going to tell with John Moxley and probably Orange Cassidy down the line. So it is a bit formality-y um, of a result, but the idea is you want to make that in doubt, you want to feel something, even if that's total terror and anxiety that John Moxley's you know, suffered another injury. Um, that'll be interesting, though, because that sort of clashes with the directive. Remember that? Of, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't yeah. do this, and I've seen this, that, and the other since that <laughs> list was originally um, leaked. He did say you don't want to do concussion selling or the fencing pose, so you might not get that story. You might just... They should do a version of that spot, subvert it, build on it, kayfabe it, whatever, where you could do that, the flying dive in the exact same sort of... It won't be the ramp, so they'll have to tweak it a little bit. Do that, have Moxley momentarily look a little bit sparked out, then fist on the floor, like, you know, when he slaps it, slaps the uh, the concrete, fires up, King Kong lariat, just do it as a sprint. I don't, I would do this as a sprint. No sell. You know, when Moxley comes out the crowd, he should, like, be a big entrance, turns around and, like, Phoenix is up on a balcony ready to get him. And do it and just Ooh, do it live yes. in the crowd. Like live and in person, just go for it. Go for it. Yeah. We should do that. Um the first match I thought was really, really strong. The second match was obviously, you know, what it was. The third match, it's not something I'm desperate to see. The first match wasn't it was like really, really good, but it wasn't so great that it warrants the Roman numerals treatment, but we know why it's happening. Um it's not the match I'm most excited about, and I expect Moxley to win. Yeah. Um, you know, this is the, I, I'm glad that Moxley had enough about him to say, well, just beat me. Obviously, it was weird how it all played out. Mm-hmm. But it, the, after so much turmoil with, like, belts and, you know, injuries when he had the stuff with the punker, I feel like Moxley had enough about him to say, this makes more sense because who knows what, there might be some money in a rematch. And I wouldn't say there's money in a rematch, but even though you feel like you're watching a story be reset, like to Sidgwick's point, it's not like there isn't a bit of juice to this now. I do expect Moxley to win. There isn't, doesn't feel like there's much surprise. They probably want to get whatever story they were trying to tell back on track now with Moxley winning. But it doesn't mean that you can't make a reset fun. And I think that, like, again, to Moxley's good instincts, this is an opportunity. This is like finding opportunity in a pretty massive setback. And it's only been a few weeks and we're here. So yeah. there wasn't even, the consequences weren't that disastrous in the end. The other big title match, of course, the women's world title on the line, Soraya defending against Hikaru Shida with Ruby Soho banned from ringside. Yeah, I can't see a title switch happening here either, and more's the pity. Um, I think Soraya, at this point, it was very much laid bare at Grand Slam that she can only realistically do a job when there are multiple interference spots, loads of gaga, smoke, mirrors, interference... Um, don't expect that to happen here. So 
my expectations have been lowered to mid at best. Um, Saray just hasn't really worked out. I know some people enjoy the fact that she's really abrasive. And, you know, she's... Between that match with... Between Grand Slam and All In, she is at the very least, like, transcended mid by doing daft stuff. I can't say much daft stuff here, and even that has got a ceiling, and it really invites diminished returns. So I'm expecting a low point of the show, and this feels like the more traditional Soraya match, which in AEW is not particularly great. Um, I don't know what they do with the title. I don't know what you do with an investment like Soraya. It's peaked. Never that great to be big to begin with. I've probably signed it to a multi-year deal. I think at this point as well, you're going to really struggle badly to get her over as a babyface because you've botched that to high heaven. She herself was kind of instrumental in that not working and um, with a whole approach to, to arriving in AEW. So I just, I'm very doomy about Soraya. You set up Tony Storm, timeless Tony Storm, because I think she's ready for a close-up is the, the thing that went out regarding tonight's show I'll as well. I'll take the sequel because I think... Tony Storm is in that position now where everything she does clicks. It's that wonderful, like, Britt Baker early doors run where you can just strap in because you know that when someone's... We use this, ironically, as a meme on this podcast, right? But when someone is literally actually cooking mm. and in the form of their lives, you just know that they are on point, motivated, full of confidence, like, overflowing with ideas and passion and you know that's going to manifest on the TV over the next however many months. So I love the idea of Tony Storm just taking back that division. I know, as Hamlet has pointed out, that there's a, a really cool aspect of having a wrestler who's over without the title, and you can maybe even do more stuff with the women's division as a result, but that would be fine and dandy if there was a really good custodian of that title, like a, a Shida, for example, or a Riho. Um... But yeah, I just I I'm just I don't have any interest in watching Soraya wrestle at all. I have to assume that because she does not I don't think Sheeda unfortunately is the woman to beat Soraya. And I think it was nice to give her the title when they did to get her in the Wembley match for the you know, she was empty buildings and now she's gonna be in the biggest one. That was just a cool company thing. I, I hope AW keeps making decisions like that because it's just nice to be nice. But is she there now? Because without Soho and without Tony Storm anymore. Is Britt Baker the difference maker tonight, either accidentally or otherwise? They were teasing she. Yeah, and I Baker forgot about that. Like it's that. funny how that always happens in AEW. It hadn't gone away. When had was it? that been? When was that last picked up? Uh, a couple of weeks back. Yeah, like when they were in that. Was it a tag match that went awry or a triple threat? That, uh, the rich history of a four way that went awry. Like they were, either way, they teased like, it a couple of times. Yeah, and then a, like three weeks later, Baker either as a like as a botch bumbling interference gone wrong or just turns heel outright and you heat up her and Sheeta going again. I, I'd have gone completely the other way about this. I'd have put Baker in the match, made it feel big time, and booked a title change, and you put the belt back on Britt Baker, and even like have an endorsement from Jamie Hayter saying, oh, it's great, Like I'll be back soon, and then you've got this belt, and you've got all this stuff lingering. But Baker Sheeta felt like something they were working on that you'd assume wasn't going to go to waste, so maybe she either turns heel here, which wouldn't be the worst, because this Baker babyface run is dead. Like, she gets beat yeah. all the time, like... The, it's the opposite of when she was a heel that people were desperate to cheer. She's now a babyface that can't get the reactions now, so you might as well try and turn her, but I have a suspicion they'll do it as an accidental thing because they see... I think they see Sheeda as the heel in this. I don't know if that's the play, but I just think Baker is going to have involvement and Saray retains. 
Um, obviously, a huge episode of AW Dynamite tonight. Just looking at my notes quickly. Uh, yeah, that's the only women's match on the show. Um, so before we get to the uh, name of the game, Sage, what's the aim of the game? First of many games on this preview. Indeed. Well, the aim of the game is to identify to the hour, minute, and second the first time you hear the first note of the first women's entrance theme he had of the only women's match because it used to work a lot better when it was persistently in that penultimate match segment. So we could always say, ah, it was just one minute, 12 seconds off this week. Oh, just the 40 seconds away from that one. One hour, 23 to 25 mark. Uh, I think it's going to go in that slot because there are stakes and the stakes are we want to beat WWE badly. So I think normal service will resume. They won't dare put this in a flattering uh, spot. <laughs> That's got a really good chance of getting some Atmos to it. So I'm going to go with... The actual uh, name of the game before I do my prediction, because that's <laughs> the way this goes. And the name of the game is, well, this is latest night, and I'm thinking, oh, what a night. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that's the ultimate War of Wars night, that. Shout <laughs> uh, out, as always. I'm f***ing hyped, me. Shout <laughs> out, as always, uh, to Adam Blair, at Adam Wilson Fort and Jose Palomares, at the Ho 11. Uh, the guys who always take care of the um, data. Thanks uh, for this. Oh, we didn't do it last week, did we? I've just remembered. This of uh, just just for fun last week. It was. It wasn't all three of us. Mm. So it was two weeks ago. Oh, and I won. Oh, oh that's nice. So currently the standings, by the way. Michael Sidgwick, eight correct guesses in the year. Hamlet seven. Me five. I'll go first. Yep. One hour. One hour. I was going to say this as well. I completely agree it's going in that slot. 20. I should, one, one, two, 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 two. There you one go. 22, 22. Which two's? Well, all right then. Well, I'll go different just for different sake because I think you're both right. Sporting chance. I think you're both right. So I might as well try something different. No, don't, don't. The closer the better. Well, we have got to cover off as many bases as possible. He's right. Uh, all right then. Uh, no, I'm going to go do with what you want. Do what you want in your heart. I'm going to go with Sheeta getting yet another Dynamite main event. 145. <laughs> Listen to me. 145 dead, let's say, because that's what the crowd will be by then. They've watched an entire Dynamite. <laughs> 145 dead. Over and R O H and zero hour. Oh god! Yeah. Oh my god! Dynamite's gonna be sucked. <laughs> it's, it's, gonna be, it's gonna be sucked. It's gonna be sucked of atmosphere. One sucked dry. One forty. What about the overrun? One forty-five yeah. dead. Overrun. You get the finish. Whatever. Saraya's celebrating. Uh, we can still play this tune before. Well, not a video in New Japan, can we? If you do it off the same soundboard yet. Uh, uh, big debut at the very end that has been teased on Twitter beforehand of Mercedes. Money. Money. Catching anybody that's turned over from NXT in that overrun, you got the big finish, you got big uh, Mercedes in the main event. There you go. You factor in the overrun, yeah. Sage, what are you going for? One hour, 23 <laughs> minutes, <laughs> yeah, and zero four seconds. Yeah, it's going in that slot, isn't it? You're completely right. Well, they haven't, we were talking about this over the desk this morning. Like, look at these two shows. It's hard to keep stuff in your locker, isn't it? I think WWE have probably got more chance to keep something daft away because of what they've already promoted. But if you're Tony Khan, it's you've got to try really hard not to keep something as massive as her or Goldberg or whatever's daft. Like, it's nice to have surprises, but not tonight. So I, there's going to be a Twitter thing on her that lets you know, like mention of the city uh, or something like that. Or like, he's going to say like, I don't know, like, oh, we're taking the gloves off, are we? Well, I know somebody who's taking the boot off. See on Dynamite, it's going to be a great show. No, 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 no. Tony Khan out. <laughs> that's, that's the tweet. Send. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, well, they they want to try and win the uh, ratings war tonight, but they booked Adam Copeland on this show. <laughs> Adam Copeland. <laughs> It's his first AEW match against Luchasaurus. We're also hearing from Christian Cage. He's going to explain his actions. Uh, obviously, we talked about uh, Adam Copeland getting his ass handed to him and then potentially writing Darby Allen out on collision with the concerto to his injured arm. Um, but I sense Copeland getting a measure of revenge against Luchasaurus tonight. Yes, he's obviously going to win. It's his first match. The question is, I think it'll be really over as well. It's that sort of... We talk about the Copeland paradox. It's... Uh, that could be the name of his finisher now. Yeah. They, That's good. That's a good... It's I, continued into AEW where he doesn't make any kind of material difference on the bottom line in terms of drawing quarter hours or shifting tickets, but he's the most over man in the building mm-hmm. that I've ever seen. I'm trying to think of someone who's more over. Osprey and Jericho, probably more over it all in. Do you remember they gave him the uh, SmackDown, and Cole. SmackDown 2021 arena pop? Remember that for that, like, six-man? Yeah. Jesus Christ. And like, your Clash at the Castle example. Clash at the Castle at Copeland got a better reaction there than Danielson did at WrestleMania 30, and I'm not joking. Mm. I'm not joking. Um, I don't know if it was maybe because, kind of a formality, that he was going to win. It was more of a celebration than a please do it, and the fact that they were going to see him twice... So it wasn't like the one time you get to see Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30. All I know is that it was louder. It just was louder. And yet, this this is going to lose to Gallus. <laughs> I just think that's... A, this is a... It is a pub rules match, you know. Yeah, we'll get to it. Yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, I, I think the match will be really nicely structured. I think it won't blow anyone's tits off. I think it'll be very cleverly done. I think Copeland will just... He's just so good at putting these things together where you kind of watch it and you coo. You don't really pop for most Edge slash Dakota matches, but you go, ah, that's bloody well put together. Ah, oh, uh, you, you couldn't. Yeah. Uh, he's a general. He's, he's a, a general. general. He's a yeah. general. Um, and I think every that wrestler that Triple H has buried in his life, Triple H was jealous of one specific thing. And in Edge's case, it was his ring generalship. Yes. There's always something. With Jericho's hair. Yeah. Like there's always something. Now, this should be really, really, really good. Uh, I, it's hard to get excited. Edge isn't the guy who excites you. He's the guy you watch and think, oh, you're a pro. You are a pro. He's like Randy Orton, but good. <laughs> you know, for like people that are probably, I would say, roughly ten years younger than us, do you think they're Is there like glass smashing? The, the like, love it. There's something like really Pavlovian about that, like live feeling of You're Jesus Christ, the fucking edges here. You're trying to know me. I think this opens. Uh, like a hot start Ooh. for Dynamite, the hot crowd, the whole deal. Edge, it's like the, the result is... I thought it was going to be the uh, main event. Like, they I love putting them on last. That's true, yeah, he's done all this stuff last so far, hasn't he? But like, but then Depends he's on the angle. That he's not drawn in the spot. No, so apparently like, it's going to be a women's title match. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Edge is drawn in the spot, is it? Like, yeah, that's, you know, like it's. I, I think it's a hot start of the show. Everybody knows where the match is going. Uh, it's commercial free, so you're getting all your that yeah. edge without any kind of interruption. Um, which you know plays to him. put a really strong match on instead of that. I know, but it's like you're getting a like you're getting a, effectively like a pay per view match, aren't you? Out of uh, out of your new signing. Yeah, but I want Danielson Swerve first. It's better for the commercial free stuff. Yeah. Don't get us wrong, yeah. Um, because there's, it's so easy to have Luchasaurus do ad break stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, true. True. Oh, uh, you know he's he's working over the back or you know, the neck. 
for three minutes, and then suddenly there's a comeback when we're back. I just think I, I don't want to watch Luchasaurus's heat spot I, I without if, looking at an advert next to it. Theoretically, I watch it on Fight. I wonder if Adam and the, and the service is excellent, by the way. <laughs> I wonder if Adam Copeland is going to want to not like prove people wrong because nobody's saying he's rubbish, but like step up to this imaginary level that he maybe wasn't able to in WWE. The whole thing about like you know we've like we reached a point where we weren't really on the same page anymore. It's like well like. Exactly how, like, let's see how you can reflect that in your work. Um, like, there was a thing last week where the, after Dynamite went off the air, he was like hitting spears, and friggin' the usual AW fan accounts were huffing the Adam Cup. Like, Man, he never hit spears like that before. Yes, it, it's the same spear, it's not <laughs> magically developed like Goldberg's hips, you know. Like, I don't have a problem with it. I know people have always picked on it as a running hug or whatever. It's just, it's just a move, wrestling's not real, it's fine, but like, maybe there is emotional logic. Yeah, there'd be something in the body of the match that he's really smart with that just makes, ah. Oh, he could hit an unprettier on Luchasaurus and then do the wanker sign. Exactly. <laughs> something like that, exactly. yeah. Nailed it, nailed it, completed it, tick. Or the pose. Um, is there, so Christian on collision didn't turn up, did he? So they've kind of no, preserved a further physical rate. You would assume. He said he'd respond tonight. He said right. he'd respond tonight. Do we get, uh, are they going to just race to Edge versus Christian for full gear as, as a match? It seems that way. Yeah. Like you, you could you could do worse things than pretty much set that up. Like Christian just attacks him and challenges him. I know it's pretty basic, but and people are looking forward to the um uh, where's your dar, Adam? Like you know where my dar is. It's like I know and I want to talk about that. I know people are buzzing for that, but like you could probably put the graphic up there first, couldn't you? I'm yeah. thinking of like what talking points come out of Dynamite that like are big in the social stuff, and that's a pretty cool match graphic, isn't it? I think it'll take a that. while for Christian to accept any kind of match. You reckon? Yeah. Maybe that's how he baits him into it tonight. So Christian comes out after the match, maybe at the end of the show, and says, well done, you old git. Where's your dar? Sort of thing. And then lights off, lights on, and he's covered in blood. And just got him. Brood bath. He's baiting him into it, yeah. That's potentially. A bit, a bit early. Yeah. Drop, he drops, like, a bunch of one specific fruit from the ceiling instead of blood. Adam's apples. <laughs> or from the sky. Not Christian now. Actually, but Christian's Join us at YouTube at 3 p.m. UK time. <laughs> Christian's... I'm think, I'm saying this. Like, uh, Christian's probably going to lose this belt before he even fights that Edger, isn't he? Like, I think that Edger... Dan, Edger's going to screw him and help yeah. Danielson win it or something. Yeah. Of course, yeah. There's a, well, let's, let's talk about that now, actually, because there's a number one contenders match for the TNT uh, title shot between Swerve Strickland and Brian Danielson tonight. Weird in the most wonderful way, this, because... Swerve has just defeated Hangman Page. They clearly have plans for Swerve. He completely triumphed in that spot. Total referendum on... That was the basis yeah. of the match. A total referendum on whether he can actually do it. Because as I've said this a million times, there's like 80... No. There's about 15 wrestlers in AEW. Where it's, Are you that good to be there? Yeah. And Swerve proved himself to be... And yet, Swerve versus Christian Cage is too weird. Yeah. I can't imagine them doing it, an all-heel affair. Um, and Danielson, you're always going to believe he can win every single match, even though you know he doesn't really want to. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's all very strange. But this is prop. I know Nana's going to interfere, and Swerve's probably going to win. I just don't think they waste that page match for now. Um especially when I expect Jay White to be Paige as well. You want the first loss to mean something. Mm. So that when he has his second consecutive big match loss, like it really feels like, oh, just is Swerve all, all, like right all along about Hangman Page and his like sort of appetite for this. And if 
you know, Swerve just loses. Then the first match loses its gravity. So I expect Swerve to win this, even though it leads to a weird match. But the idea that that match is so weird will have me believing Danielson's going to win. Um, I see my Danielson. He can always think he's going to win, but he can always think he's going to lose as well, which is weird. He should think someone like that is going to win every single match. But maybe we'll get there as this year unfolds. Um, all I know is that I don't know who's going to win because the probable winner enters this really unlikely scenario. So that's good. It's just proper... Someone has to lose this, and it matters. Yeah, you always used to say that about AW. Proper all-or-nothing drama. All-or-nothing drama. That's what I'm about. That's what I wanted out of this company since it just betrayed its old core principles for I don't know why. Um, match quality should be tremendous. Again, I don't know why I'm fantasy booking concussion stuff when it's <laughs> literally sort of forbidden within the, um, the code of conduct in the promotion now, but it's just something about that kick that Swerve does to a seated opponent, that Danielson could just... It's bad enough when Fletcher did it the other night. Yeah. yeah. Danielson can overdo the... Oh, I've got another one, lads. Not another one. <laughs> Concussion. <laughs> but there's something about Swerve's offense. That too, like, watching these two try to out-nasty one another. Mm. Like, this could be awesome. I mean, this is the sort of match where if it's really good, I'll be really disappointed. Because it should be great. Yeah, this is like we used to do this. I remember on the old podcast. This is a match of the night across both shows. Match of the night, match, match of the, of the night, night, match of the night. Like I think it's the best thing either show has to offer from a numbering point of view. Well, and Carmelo Hayes hanging out with his best friend. And, uh, <laughs> and I love. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Nobody in that building at Dynamite tonight will be as enthusiastic for anything Swerving Danielson does as Cena will for anything Carmelo Hayes does. Oh God, of this, be, of God, this we know. <laughs> um, but I think I only think Danielson is going to win. Because I uh, feel like I've mapped out now with just in my head in the last 30 seconds that Danielson wins the TNT off Christian and then goes on a weekly collision open challenge run for the ages where he basically becomes a world champion of collision on TNT, no less, with their belt. And that's a thing Danielson can do because we know he likes working Saturdays. And uh, I've got such faith in the Swerve project after the Hangman match that I think they know what they're doing here and they've booked Danielson to win, but there's going to be something great about the Swerve loss. Like what... Because Sidge is right, like this is a huge blow when you've just worked as hard as you have to show everybody that Swerve's at this level. Um, AW's still good. It's I know it's gone a bit crap, but it's still good. Like they don't they don't tend to let their proper stars, their proper guys, just completely fall away. Plenty of people do or get a bit lost. I, I can't see that happening even if Swerve gets beat here. I think there's yeah. something there. Yeah, I think I think if even if Swerve loses, I, I, the the, the Christian Cage Swerve match is fascinating. They were partners at Wembley. So that's, you know, they've been on screen together. Yeah. It's not completely out there, is it? You know, they've shared space. But I'm certainly not going to be, well, if Swerve loses this, he's, you know, finished. He's, he's you know, they've they've completely bun, bun. There's, there's I, a bit I, I, would, I wouldn't say he's finished, and I wouldn't say it was total Vince McMahonian, but it would be curious. There's a bit why of, book the match? Yeah, there's a bit of me in my head that goes, oh, it's okay, he'll lose this to take a step back, to hopefully take three steps forward and not challenge for the TNT title down the line, challenge for the world title. Maybe it's like winter is coming or something. Well, Nigel McGuinness comes out to interfere. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Brittle Brian, he was calling him on... Uh, it's, yeah, it's happening, isn't it? Yeah. They're, you know, they're working towards that. Well, it's ass about tit in that regard, isn't it? Because Danielson and Swerve are the big winners coming out of WrestleDream. And you, this reads like a number one contenders match for the, for the world. Belt. And Hangman Page, the guy that's been defeated, is in this contenders. He's in a elimin elimin What was it? How was it? Juice said it? Eliminator! 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 Against like, 
He's not going to win that, obviously, but that's you, you look at that graphic and you think, oh, number one contender, they're there, and obviously it's for a different bill instead. Yes, let's talk Jay White, Hangman Adam Page in a AW World Championship eliminator, despite the fact that Jay White obviously isn't champion. He's stolen the belt, but uh, yeah, yeah, Hangman Page's downward spiral looks set to continue here. Yeah, Jay White absolutely cannot lose this. It would be unfathomable, but, you know, it's the correct logical result because it has really cool implications for both characters. Hangman Page continues to spiral. Jay White gets a really big win ahead of MGF. It's just really strong booking. Quite bold to thingy to, you know, defeat Page again. But that's what fans like about him. They like to get behind him as he makes these redemptions. I don't know how often you can do this realistically with Hangman Page. Already, it, no, it doesn't really feel remotely like that 2021 run where there was twice where I was like against Brian Cage and obviously he got the win back. But at that um, fight for the fall and then that 10-man, that what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> huh? And you just so desperately wanted him to see him get back on that horse. It doesn't really feel that way. And I don't know how often they can tell this story. Um, but they're telling it, and this is the only way it can go. Uh, this match should be sensational if it reaches its ceiling. Like, I don't think JY has begun to scratch the surface of what he can achieve in this promotion. And he wrestled what Dave Malta called the very best television match of all time, which just proves how good he is at mm. default. Um He'll be massively up for this. They'll, I think this will get a lot. I wouldn't be surprised if this opens commercial free. I know Hamman Page isn't on Google Hamlet, but um, <laughs> oh, I, I think about all those they days. could give this the twenty minutes of Jay White has just won a classic, and it's going to be even better. And you have to pay for it at full gear. If I'm booking this, I want to go for. If I'm Tony Khan. I'm doing either Swerve Danielson or Paige White as the commercial free opener. Give them loads of time. Basically, you want to get your cock out. You want to put it on that desk, and you want to say, WWE can't even do this on their little precious premium live events. You get this action of this caliber with these stakes on free television. Um, I would open with this one, I think, just because I think it's... People haven't had that classic Jay White singles match, and as good as he is as a character... He's not, he doesn't have such a headline guy aura in AEW right now where people are scrambling to part with $50. That if you get 20 minutes of just a total dynamite match of the year contender, commercial free, so it is literally a pay-per-view match without that necessary evil of we're going to slow it down for three minutes because the ad breaks here. That's what I would do. You need, like the money now is in Jay White and everyone believing that he can dethrone MGF. And, you know, this is title Tuesday. This is the Tuesday Night War. It's going to be humiliating if they get battered. And they can always say, I oh, know, they had John Cena, and we came within three decimals of a demo point. You know, there's real serious business to contend with after this bollocks. This fun bollocks, but this bollocks is over and done with. And I think strategically, you are better off putting Jay White because you know the sense of craft in this match is going to be stunning. Mm. You know the physicality is going to be stunning. You know that Jay White has got a counter for like the Blade Runner into the bookshop. Mm-hmm. I mean, how awesome is that going to look? And they're going to do it at the perfect time because they're masters. Mm-hmm. Um, but this 20 minutes of go out there and try and get your five, that's what I would do. That's what they've got that WWE will never have. WWE can have these really fun and somehow nowadays loud matches that get these big packed arenas shaking. 
they cannot do this level of actual pro wrestling to save their lives. They can't compete with AEW in this regard, and this is what AEW should be about. Yeah. 20 minutes, commercial-free opener, get your five, lads. Do you think, not that it really matters in, in relation to the result of the match, there's going to be devil shenanigans or MGF trying to get his belt back? It, this felt like... Um when they put the graphic up of Will here from MJF, or you know the usual AW phrasing for whatever it was, I, my thoughts immediately went to the E. This is just going to be folded at the end of this match. Like mm. he runs out to attempt to get his belt back. I expect like uh, Bullet Club Gold to have the numbers advantage and stop him getting it because you, if you steal a belt and then somebody, and we've seen this in WWE, if you steal a belt and the other person just gets it back, it was like, well, why did you do the belt? Theft? Yeah, like Jay White has kind of got to carry that to the pay per view, and the stress then becomes, will we ever see MJF holding it ever again? You know, like it's. Like they did a really funny um, Bing Bing Gang backstage bit where they named it Belt. <laughs> and like they were all really buzzing with it and all of that. So I don't want MJF to get it back, but that becomes the quest. Like there's a there are, there's a good belt theft story once, and it was when The Rock took the Intercontinental title from Steve Austin. And every week Steve Austin was like literally fighting a nation to try and get it back to the point where he had to drive his truck down to try and get it. MJF going like every single week full pelt to try and get it back, get possession before he gets the match. I think it's something that maybe people are looking for from MJF. I await the uh, raft of apologies from the various people in our space that were calling MJF a Hulk Hogan-like figure for bottling a big ratings dynamite, because here he is. So, you know, you can get your apologies in before the show starts tonight. But he's going to be there. He's, he wants, he knows, he's, he's, re, he's directly responded to some of the criticisms of having a bad week last week. And that's all it was. Like, it was a bad yeah. week for a character that has d delivered a career's worth of home runs in a four-year TV run. There are people who get called... Legends in WWE who haven't done what he's done in yeah. four years in AEW. I'm sorry, they just haven't. Like maybe MJF starts needing to read out his frigging Wikipedia page <laughs> to tell you how great he's been. Like, I'm like, this is not like like a stand up for a wrestler thing or anything. But I just think people had a lot of stuff saved waiting to like bring the knives out last week for like, and it was a rubbish week. We came with the podcast and said it wasn't a great week for that story. But MJF should not pander to them. But as Cedric pointed out last week, and as we've kind of talked about in every feud. Like, these things build. Like, if last week was rubbish, then A, that's an outlier. But B, like, yeah, next week is going to be when things start to get really serious. Then the week after, then the week after. And I believe in MJF so much that I think he can get a belt theft angle over because he's certainly got worse things than that over in the past. So I would expect him to try and get his belt back and fail and Jay White to win. There's a low-key Nuge match the two had, I think, in 2018 for Jay White's US title. And they looked like baby versions of themselves, but they were both on the come up and New Japan was telling you, these are the guys, these are going to be the guys. And even that was pretty great. So five years on mm. with all the development of our JY especially, like this could be pretty special. I'd never thought about it like Chase the Five, but you're right. Like this is probably the best thing on this whole show to, I was thinking it was Danielson Swirl, but it probably is more this, be the alternative. And this is the way to do it. Be the alternative. Just give them 22 minutes at the start of the show. And just say, this is what we can do that they'll never will. A quick word on... I'm not saying that there's no talent in WWE other than there aren't great matches in WWE, but AEW was a level above, multiple levels above in the in-ring. Why not broadcast that mm. for the world to see? Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, 
a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash whatculture. Your thoughts on the, the buy-in? Eddie Kingston versus Minoru Suzuki briefly. New Japan Strong, open weight, and RH world title, of course, on the line for that one. It'll be fun, and I'll have a nice time watching it, but I think it's going to be heavy on Suzuki's shtick, which will be really fun. But um, it's a sort of match graphic that three years ago, two years ago, I'd have been, like, doing cartwheels for. I just think it's going to be a nice ten minutes of fun. Continuing the arc of Tony Khan's, like, for he's a billionaire, default bad person, I get it. I'm not just saying that as a big flight, it's just true. Um, but he's got this way about him that I just think it's just it's just nice sometimes. Like if you're not gonna be at the forefront of storylines, because he's got two he's he's, set, he's assembled his talent roster way too greedily. But this isn't the first time it's been a case of right, you're not prominent. There's other baby faces we're going for at the top of that card. In the meantime, I'm gonna happily because I like you and respect you and you've got a following, give you some dream match fun fair. We saw this with FTR. Go on, go to Japan, like a lot of hero tag teams did. You can have two lesser belts at the same time. Resign. We'll give you the big ones next year. I'm going with the acclaim for now. You can do your passion project. You go to Mexico, you can go to Japan. Um, You can go to London and work Aussie Open. You can do your, ch- you can do some indies and work the rock and rolls. I think it was. Mm. Do your cool stuff that you've always wanted to do. Checklist, keep your look warm, but you'll be having fun doing it. And then next year we'll go with you. And that's mm. exactly what happened. And it's just he he when he forgets about his favorites, he's still nice to them. Mm. But I'm not. This is not going to be great. No, it's like it almost feels like he, like everybody else, made this prediction, this exact specific match as a prediction in fun when, like, all the Ultimate War Wars talk started up and overruns and commercial free and all that sort of stuff became the conversation. People went to this because this sort of stuff happened before. So that's a nice reputation to have. If you're Tony Khan, it's like, this is what people expect you to do, and then you actually do it. That's part of the fun. This graphic drop did nothing for me, but remember when graphic drops used to, that feeling would have absolutely been there for, like, AEW's core. And I know that they would love to win a ratings war, but there's a couple of different wars happening here. 
And I think AW, what AEW hasn't done in quite a while is really deeply satisfied its core base. And they're going to be galvanized tonight to like stand up for AEW and tune in for AEW and all that sort of stuff in a way that like that core base probably hasn't been for quite a while. So while they're galvanized, why not rather than backing down, double down and book a match like this? You know, I need to see if Wheel of Fortune is the leading for NXT because I probably won't be able to make time to watch this. <laughs> but like, this is core base stuff. It is. There's like, there's loads of discourse in AEW at the moment. Like, me and Sergio were playing pool yesterday and I was like, basically AEW is like a think piece symposium. There are, there are so many things that you could write thousands of words on what doesn't feel quite right. And this, if nothing else feels quite right on a night where Tony Khan wants to get all of his audience together to enjoy the show. It's like smart booking. And it's YouTube as well as... It's not on TV, is it? Oh, it's YouTube this, yeah. So it's, like, it's relatively risk-free and yeah. it puts people in a great mood for the show. So there's nothing inherently bad about it, even if, like, even if the match fails to deliver one of those like 2021 highs. Uh, finally, we've got Powerhouse Hobbs versus Chris Jericho tonight. Powerhouse Hobbs looked great coming back last week. He did. Angle was long, but he himself performed really well in it. Um, interesting this. You know, you can never write off Jericho, but this threatens to be mid. This can't go too long because you've just attempted. I'm not saying they've succeeded yet because there are trust issues whenever Tony Khan pushes anyone these days uh, because you just don't know how long it's going to last. Um I don't want this to be mid. I don't want this to be too back and forthy. I don't want Powerhouse Hobbs to feel like just a guy. He's just monstered Kenny Omega. Yeah. Like, this should be like a mauling, like a total mauling, and he should defeat Chris Jericho quite in quite shocking, unceremonious fashion for me. Um, like He's called Powerhouse Hobbs. He is a brick shit house. <laughs> he cannot be having a gentleman's three with Chris Jericho that goes 10 minutes in with a really flat heat segment during a commercial break. Like, time to be bold. It is time to be bold, and it's time to take some risks. And Chris Jericho right now is in a position where you know he's going to lose every big pay-per-view match. You know that he's never going to be Le Champion ever again. You know what his role is. Why not just kill him? Like, Why not just annihilate him? Because he's always going to be at that level of heat that he will always get. He's never going to be the ace. You're never going to think he's bad or not a star or, you know, you can take these risks. If you can take these risks with anyone and you need to take these risks at this point, you can definitely do it with Jericho. My initial gut feeling is that this will be, oh, it was fine. Jericho did business. If he wants to really do business, he should get murdered here. Yeah, totally agree. Shocking all the way. If you have Jericho go out, like within two or three minutes, he's stretched out the whole deal. It's not just helped Powerhouse Hobbs on this night. It's made Powerhouse Hobbs joining the Don Callis family feel totally different to Powerhouse Hobbs being a hitman in Team Taz or being part of QT Marshall's new group. This is this separates that from those. And immediately last week, there was this feeling of, is this all you want to do with him is put him in groups? Like, that would take that away. That was like, no, he's a difference maker. Like, they had to go to Japan and smash Ibushi uh, with a kettlebell to stand a chance of putting him out. And Callis has used a chair shot to the head to put Kenny Omega out as well. Powerhouse Hobbs has shelved Chris Jericho with his sheer power. It's in his name. Like, if he decimates him, not only is that, like, good for Powerhouse Hobbs tonight, I would love the Don Callis family to come out next week and kind of go, ah, 
mission accomplished. Sammy, enjoy your paternity leave. We've done away with Omega. We're going to get some new rivals and then like pretend as if this is done and dusted. Callus was talking about battles and wars last week. He's like, yeah, well, I won all the battles, won the war. Who's next? Like, and he just points a finger at some another baby face. And like they're trios in, titles, as yeah, they're, uh, they're in trouble. The acclaimed are in trouble now. We fancy the trios belts, and then you leave that kind of like heroic return for Omega Jericho and Ibushi for another day, mm. and kind of like heat up a story that for me has never quite been hot enough. Like you, you stand a chance here to get this right the second time yeah. around. All, all in agreement about this. Like I, I completely uh, think you're on the right track in terms of yeah, it shouldn't be powerhouse Hobbs beating Chris Jericho with a spear or something because Don Callis has jumped up on the apron. Yeah. I want, yeah, powerhouse Hobbs to completely overpower uh, Chris Jericho and maybe Chris Jericho in, like, desperation, I've got your finish, and it's not physically impossible for once, like, in desperation, he, like, hangs uh, powerhouse Hobbs off, uh, off the top rope, so and he stumbles back into the ring. Jericho thinks, like, right, this is my one chance, sets up, goes to the Judas effect, gets picked up, and gets the f- spine busted out of him. There's your finish. And like, then... Doesn't move. And then uh, it does the wank, wank side. <laughs> well, you generally thought you were doing a bit there. No. Like two separate looks. Where's he going? Where's he, where's he doing <laughs> the thing? Where's the bit? <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes not. But um, switching gears now. <laughs> over to NXT. Uh, WWE are bringing the big guns in for tonight. Um, where should we start? Let's start with Biggest Cody. gun ever. Let's start with... Uh, biggest gun and the biggest knife. <laughs> I'm going to make it a proper dressing room or not, boys. Let's start with Cody Rhodes' major announcement. Is this just as straightforward as the Dusty Cup, you Probably, but I want to have some fun with it because you both said this to me in this kind of like such matter-of-fact way. I was like, oh, yeah, of course. And I've not felt as sad about a Dusty Cup since ooh, 2020 when NXT UK was in it. So, like, One I want... favourite days in, <laughs> in the history of what culture wrestling I'm now. just about to wave the white flag on the way that I wore anyway, and then they do that. It's like, it was like... Arsenal 4, Newcastle 4, that. <laughs> it was like Arsenal 4, Newcastle 4. If you don't watch football, it was a really famous fixture where Newcastle, as always, before the takeover, and it became way more bittersweet. We're finished. <laughs> We're kind of finished. Uh, under the Mike Ashley era, a terrible owner who just did not invest, did not care. Um, and we had Alan Pardew as manager when he was just not... Like uh, one of football's top heels. Yeah, he's one of football's top heels. He wasn't one of these glamorous, sexy continental coaches with this brand new sort of formation and tactical approach. He was just, you know, kind of a purple patch with Alan Pardew, but that was it. And we went up against um, an Arsenal team at St. James's Park, our home ground, and we went 4 0 down in 20 minutes. And it's like, shh. (laughs) <laughs> this could be the 10 because yeah. the highest because we have real like goals mean something in uh, English sports and football <laughs> <laughs> the biggest scoring game in Premier League history and I think it, it's happened three times now is 9-0 mm. when you go 4-0 down to Arsenal you think oh it's going to be the 10 it's going to be the 11 oh. and then we go 1-4 t- t- 2-4 3-4 oh my god oh my god with equal four four with an absolute belt, yeah. absolute screamer was from there. Che- oh, tragically right. departed, yeah. much missed. Check Tio. Leon Best was he involved in it as well? Leon Best got a couple. Yeah. What a thing about like the conversations that must well, happen. Well, I had the chance to win a five four as well in the end. Like the conversations in pubs that must happen to this day about the people that left. Like, there must be loads of people that oh, left. My ex brother in law left. Really? Yeah. Like, but there must be loads of people. I you know. would, you would call that half time, wouldn't you? Like, I'm going to go to the pub. Yeah. Not even to watch the second half. Like, yeah. You have a nice pint yeah. and you don't have queuing for it. Um, that was, it was uh, 4 nil down. 
December 18th, AW Dynamite. 4 <laughs> yeah. nil down. Oh, my God. The Dark Order mm. are doing that to Nick Jackson, uh, Matt Jackson. And, uh, yeah, Rhea Ripley's just ascended to <laughs> stardom. And, oh, God, it's it's over. War is over. And then you get, oh, hang on, 2-4, because that Dynamite and Daily's place was fantastic. They've realized and addressed the problem and left the cliffhanger at the same time. Action was great. The vibe was out the air. NXT do a clip show as well. Yeah, it first one. It was, it was like the awards show or something. It was something some nonsense like that. Yeah, so rubbish. Target. Dynamite got a really good rate and got the momentum back in two hours. I was like, Jesus Christ, I think we might equalize. And then oh, NXT UK guys in the Dusty Cup. 4-4. Teote! <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, just because it's Dusty Cup, yes. But uh, just for something what different. What teams they've got for this, by the way, thinking uh, about it. Oh, that's going to be, like, if Cody, imagine if Cody is tasked with trying to, like, do the job of a graphic and actually name a bunch of these losers. Creed Brothers. Oh, my God. Oh, they get, they've got to win. They have to win. They have to win. They're the credible team in this. But, yeah, if, it's, if not Dusty Cup, um, what I would like, I don't think this is going to happen, what I would like is that Cody Rhodes reveals that the trade compensation for SmackDown is, in fact, the person that made the debut on backstage on Sunday or Saturday, whenever Fastlane was, and it's Jade Cargill will debut this Friday on SmackDown. And you've got Cody as the link to Cargill. You know, he said it in the press conference. I didn't train her, it was a, but it was Nightmare Factory that did. It's so premiere as well, isn't it, for SmackDown this week? Season premiere. Yeah. Uh, so you've got Jade season Cargill. Season premiere, season They've, premiere. I don't know like, what it means. I don't understand it, but okay. They didn't even... It's because it's a weird, fake, stupid world, WWE, yeah. where they just say things that don't actually happen in yeah. real life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Muppets actually lap it up. Episode one. Like, chow. Episode one of SmackDown, the show that started in 1999. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like Jade Cargill, obviously, they said she was just there to do a business, like Keanu James, with Triple H on Saturday. So now business has been conducted, and Cody's the one that knows. And just talk about that, because that's really, really exciting. Like, they've done a good job of making Jade feel massive whenever it is that she does debut. So... Promoter. I like that more than the idea of a Dusty Cup, which realistically, it's always fine. Yeah. Has its odd moments, doesn't it? I really like the final in one of the few things I liked in the grimy CWC was the Grizzly Young Vets MSK, MSK final. MSK, yeah, oh, yeah. That was really great, but like... I, it's... Uh, I... Other than Jade... like, What does WWE do? Do? Do. Do. That's a huge announcement. They never really do anything big. Nah. Maybe he's just promoting the podcast channel. <laughs> Thanks, Cody. Cody's a fan. Like, um, to be fair, to be fair to NXT, like, if this wasn't a mad week where they felt like they needed to fight back because NXT uh, because AW were taking the night, Mm. um, you wouldn't have Cody for this. But you you could justify the Dusty Cup because they have done tons of segments where it's like, here's every tag team, like Tony D and Stacks, the party hosts. There's been a lot of that lately, so it has been like they've been trying to show you we've got a division. Honest, kind of does make sense that you would put a Dusty Cup now, but then they've just hyperinflated it by putting Cody yes. on for this week specifically. Uh, he talked about doing a business. Keanu James did a business last week, and that has led to Roxanne Perez versus Asuka tonight. Uh, this has got cringe potential, this. It's, well, I was going to say the exact opposite, but I don't disagree with Sidge. This is the only thing on the show that has a chance of competing from an in-ring point of view. If Roxanne Perez has a great night, and Asuka remembers how she wrestled in NXT the first time around, this could be an unbelievable bit of business. Like, they, we've said it a million times, they probably just should have given it a go with Roxanne Perez on the main roster. Like, I know she's young. I know they'll see her still having things to do. They're going to turn a heel because everybody has to do everything before you're allowed uh, to try on Monday Night Raw. Try. 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 But I, 
this could be gr- like the ceiling for this. Once upon a time would have been really high, but you never know what you're going to get out of Asker. Truthfully, am I yeah. right thinking the the stip is you have to be Asker to get a match with Keanu James? Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, Jesus <laughs> Christ, what are we doing here? Don't know what we're doing <laughs> at all. The match, I think, has got cringe potential because I'm Team AEW, so I'm going to say that. Nah, it's Roxanne Perez has got this quality that WWE can sort of cannibalize, where young, fresh-faced, very earnest. Like, is she going to be scared of Asuka because Asuka's like a demon clown thing? <laughs> Isn't is that what it's going to be? I don't know. She's been getting just like irritated, isn't she? It's like it's it's a not quite as justifiable Drew McIntyre thing going on with. Uh, Roxanne present at the moment. She's just angry at being slighted more than mm. anything. So I don't think she's going to want to feel slighted by Asuka and she's going to want to show her that she's just as tough as her. But it's very much for the second time in a row because they did the exact same thing with Cora Jade. It's like, you just can't keep people likable, can you? So you have no choice but to turn. <laughs> Got your finish. Great back and forth match. Roxanne Perez and Asuka. Asuka setting up for what we all know she's going to do. She did it right at the beginning of the fast lane triple threat. She goes to do that. But she's being instructed what she should do by business lady, Kiana James. Roxanne Perez ducks. Kiana James gets misted. Roxanne Perez pop rocks, wins. Kiana James, unlike Charlotte Flair, genuinely suffers the effects of the mist. She's blinded. She can't run a business. She needs someone to help her run the business. Jensen comes in to help run the business. They rekindle their relationship. And we finally get them to f*** on television. And they have full sex. He's done it again. He's done it they again. They have full sex. And as KW could never. Keanu James, like, walking backstage, screaming in pain. And then Von Wagner walks up and goes, missed, but she hit him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so excited to see what he does. There's also paint law. Paint law. Paint and Ke- mist. Keanu James hates paint. <laughs> she, made that, she made that very clear when she bought Gigi Dolan. But she loved it, though. That's the thing. She loved it as a youth. She, yes. She was a vandal, wasn't she? She stole that paint, kind of put it in her back. Yes. <laughs> and she beat her in that yeah. business match. Correct. Uh, oh, paint again, Keanu. <laughs> Let's talk the pub rules match. Skip. It's, the hasn't even happened yet, but I still want to skip it. The Brawling Brutes with Tyler Beard versus Gallus. <laughs> it's a, remember the last one? It was a bin full of weapons. It was a bin with kendo yes, sticks. From that pub that they had backstage, where it was like, that's a, that's a pub, isn't it? What, what is it? A table and a dartboard? Is that all it takes? Yeah. The normal arms. The normal arms. <laughs> They're going to do it live, obviously, because live stuff always retains viewers. I suppose. It, NXT, there's loads of pre-recorded stuff, and they get numbers out the air by their standards, but... Well, how else are you going to see the wrestlers doing their actual jobs? Yes, yeah, true. <laughs> Live pub stuff. Like, could they get a keg? Kegger. Kegger. And, like, do some kind of spot where... Um, Butch is, like, kind of legs akimbo a bit, and they roll down a keg. That's a bit too funny for Gallus, who aren't funny remotely. <laughs> Ridge Holland was a rugby player, so he could, like, force Gallus to drink a yard of his piss or whatever it is those people do. I hate <laughs> like them. They, I don't, they make me feel stressed. Rugby people stress me out. You'll have to play it in secondary school. Yeah, I just... Uh, I never played it. The, 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 like, there, I've said this before, I think, on this podcast for some reason. There was, there, there was like, one lad. What was he called? I forget, but he was, like, bang... Uh, David Lowe's. He just was bang into his rugby, right? And he just, like, played for teams and stuff the only person on the field who wanted to do it. It's like, we all 
watch him play football. I grew up. He just played football all of the time. Scarborough, so it's like a massive rugby place right uh, there. Like the PE teacher was like the rugby coach. You're like a tall the, lad. Oh, uh, but I was rubbish at all sports. So like it was just out uh, the great thing. PE then? I just tried to hide as much as possible, just like and including in rugby. The PE teacher was such a rugby guy that he only really cared about his rugby team. So he would use the PE lesson to like drill his players and you could just stand to the side and he wouldn't <laughs> care. It was great. You get a C. The difficulty is, I think, with the difference between because we're mainly football fans compared to rugby fans, is you know, rugby's a round a rug, sorry, football's a round ball, whereas rugby they have to use an egg. Sure do. What have I seen a lot of lately? Chucking the pill around. That was magic at football, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Just on, on PE memories, right? Remember the best bit of skill I ever did playing football and PE. Not even like one of the best things I've done in football. Saved that for the weekends. But, uh, <laughs> I hated the weekends, maybe it was a bit too physical. Me, <laughs> uh, this lad, Andrew, were each chasing the ball as it was sort of like drifted to like the corner flag. And I was um, in my half. So I wanted to keep it in play. And I think he just wanted to boot it out. It was a little bit faster. It was a little bit more cunning. So we were running in a sort of a sprint towards the ball. I got in front of him. No look back heel, Meg. Hang on, wait a second. Oh my God. No look back heel, Meg. And then on the half turn, I just left him for dust. I left him for dust. It was one of the best things I've done with my life. Let's play snooker. That's my thing. Worst sport ever. And I golf's actually pretty. I, go, I like golf. I used to love playing golf. I remember playing uh, football. I was always crap at football. Loved playing it, but I was crap. And I wasn't even like as tall as I am now. So I was just pointless. But I remember playing it at the Chateau uh, in France. On a family holiday, and it was just like you know, all, all the parents. Oh, just fancy like, day, yeah. fancy day! <laughs> like, all the parents were like, oh, you're gonna have a baguette uh, and some vin. Um, so well, hypothetically, what pay per view might they sit down to watch together if they were big NXT fans? Uh, NXT Battleground. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, we are. I should mention tonight's show. We are on the road to NXT Halloween Havoc. <laughs> Is that part one or two? That's part of part one. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to know part two? Bit? Yes, please. Uh, next to Halloween homework. I've got to start Oh, no. It starts, where it starts. But, yeah, it was, they just said, oh, piss off kids. Can't play football for four hours, basically. But I was probably about four years older than some of the other kids. So it was the one time I could, like, you know, I could just push kids over. And I was like, I think I can go pro, actually. Because it was like... In about four years, you can do it with Eric. <laughs> Hey, it makes <laughs> They hate getting beat like. Yeah. <laughs> when you were saying the other way, it really resonated about the doesn't count. Like when I play football with Josh, he likes going in goal, but if he if he like gets his hands to the ball but still goes in, apparently that doesn't count. That doesn't count. <laughs> that doesn't count. Doesn't yeah. count. his fingers to it, it doesn't count. Nothing counts. He won the, uh, they've they've uh, lost the uh, trophies, uh, his football training. So they're giving away a ball a week for the best player, and he won it last night. Ah, oh, that's good. Because, yeah, they complimented him for getting stuck in, which I understand is code for. We don't think he's very good, but he works harder than all these ball-greedy little twats. Yeah. So, like, they're, <laughs> they're all so ball-greedy, man. Yeah, like, I, I'm really proud of, like, my eight-year-old son already knowing his footballing limitations and thus trying to help the team. Yeah. He passes and he finds space. And yeah. I'm like, that's really cool. And then some little dickhead just picks the ball Who's up. He's like really technically good. Obviously, and has loads of pace. And that those are the difference makers. Just runs, just builds trenches down the wings and then cuts inside and scores. And it's like, oh, it's all about him. I'm not going to name him. 
I uh, I'm already telling I'm just going to be I need to I mean, Anne Louise is probably going to have to take Eric to football because I when I the talk politics of it are pathetic I if I, I think could. this Tuesday night was pathetic <laughs> oh god go and take your child for his ostensible hobby that he's meant to have fun at yeah I can't make friends with any of the parents because I can't I hear the way they speak and it's like right I already had one headphone in that you couldn't see. Now here comes the second. <laughs> I remember watching my uh, nephew go and play football, and I was just, I really got super into it. And for whatever reason, he was in, like, if it was the, the seven-year-olds, maybe it's just because, the you know, maybe it's like dates that they're born or whatever, but he was too old for this level. Like, they were like, we probably should move him up, but he's currently playing at this level. And he, he's quite, he's quite good, Henry, and he... Tracked a kid back with the ball so much that the kid got scared and ran the ball in his own net. And I was, <laughs> I was like, Ronaldo, get in, your kid's crap. Get in, Henry. So I'm just going to be unbearable when Eric starts playing. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, pub rules match. Um, do you think maybe like, well, I'm ask, do you think Seamus maybe shows up? He's injured, isn't he? But is in just like a patron. Nice touch, yeah. He's got like, they knock into his Guinness or something. So they can he? be like, oh my God, if you're not watching already, tune in. Or could then be... Anyone else at the uh, pub? It's time to play the game! Time to play the game! Time to play the game! Might as well do it now. What's the f***ing Undertaker going to do? Because I think he's going to have something to do with Gallus, and I will tell you my theory on why that is, and we might as well just field your... Um, predictions on what The Undertaker is going to do because they have mysteriously teased that he's going to be on the show because you've heard the gong at the end of the advert. So The Undertaker's coming. Right. What can The Undertaker do in 2023? Okay. Nothing. He's useless. Might as well be glue now. <laughs> Might as well be glue. Call me crazy glue because I can still go. <laughs> he can't. No, he can't. So he's going to do the entrance. Okay. He is going to be the American badass because he likes that now. And Triple H is like, you had me at badass. <laughs> you had me at badass. Motorbike. Baron Corbin Spider-Man being backstage. Well, well. A tiny aisle. A tiny <laughs> aisle. Oh, 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 <laughs> so he's going to be... Get out of the thing. He's going to be the American badass, Right. And one of two things is going to happen. So if you permit me two guesses, can I still win if one of them comes true? Yeah. yeah. Because he's... We're all winners tonight. Oh, yeah. Actually, I'm going to go with one guess. The joke answer, this is not... I want to win, okay? So this is the joke answer. The joke answer is that in the boring bitch version of the Spider-Man meme, you get The Undertaker and Gallus doing the old... I respect you. I respect you. I respect you. I respect you, born bitch. You're born bitch as well. I respect you. We're hard as <laughs> Hard as nails, man. Yeah, you're hard as well. You're a badass. They have the little badass, like, the undertaker, and I hate the, the gruff nod of respect. I'll shake your hand, kid. Make yourself famous. He's got, got the endorsement from the dead man. Thanks, Undertaker. Thanks. <laughs> but they're heels, so that's not going to happen. But I do think The Undertaker is going to make his presence felt. You know what they always say? They get chills watching his entrance. Get over it. He did it every week. 
he's going to, if he's physically capable, and I'm not convinced he is, I think a couple of choke slams for them Scottish boys. <laughs> I think he's going to choke slam Gallus, um, and he's going to look at Ridge Holland. Ridge Holland feels like the person that the Undertaker can get on board with. And he's going to go. Better if it was the video podcast, which launches at 3 p.m. UK time. Hey. The Undertaker's going to do this to Rich Holland. Oh, the look. He's going to go like this. He's going to go like this. He's going to look like the miserable bastard that he is. And he probably looked like that in his wedding pictures. Because <laughs> he's got resting, miserable bastard face. Uh, you were always on my mind. <laughs> you were always on my mind, uh, Rich Holland. <laughs> I think he's going to endorse Rich Holland. Ooh. Take him out into the desert. <laughs> nice try. Be all, is. Nice try, Ridge, because you played rugby, but I don't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> nice try, Ridge. I think The Undertaker, in the um, tribute to the uh, advert where you get The uh, Undertaker's big dong at the end of it, yeah. every NXT skit tonight, I chase you, Keanu James doing a business. Or if it's just like a guest lecture. To, those right. who can teach. Right. <laughs> Every every backstage get you come up with Tony D and Stacks having another normal drink, <laughs> symposium, whatever. Like every single time, they just keep ending with the lights going off in here in the dong, and then or like fast thing. Yeah, but it's the Undertaker's dog. Uh, Ultimate War of Wars, kind of just shocking. I really like the Undertaker. No, I don't, but like he comes out at the end. You uh, look at night. Oh yeah, he comes out after <laughs> <laughs> with the black <laughs> the eyeliner on the hat on the whole yeah. deal. Um, no, he, you get the endorsement, but the endorsement is of um, Carmelo Hayes. <laughs> like, the match ends, like, let's say uh, Bron Breaker is beating Carmelo Hayes down after the win, and he's even uh, gone for John Cena. And <laughs> I think it's like, hey, you might go for a guy's running, but you don't go for big match, John, until you've paid some goddamn dues in this business, Bron. And then he uh, goes to Chokeslam. Bron, Bron's obviously physically stronger. This is the Triple H era. You know, they don't necessarily just... I ain't like, selling for him. Cave in for the legends <laughs> I anymore. I ain't selling for him. He's, uh, he What's back, he done? He backs off into the corner, and Bron Breaker, you know, throws three suit bones, and then I was like, oh, I'm going to rally. He doesn't, doesn't take a bump, Jesus Christ. And then Kamala Hayes makes the save and sends Bron Breaker packing, and then I was like, thanks, kid. I don't know what him is, but <laughs> that's what the kids tell me I have to say now, and you are him. <laughs> him could be me and Kate, I don't know. Yeah. And then next week, he's at the Barber's as well. Yeah, well, The Undertaker. Yeah, The Undertaker's just in a chair next to Trick. Just and ruining Alice. everyone's fun. What about, what about, uh, you see... Another record, is it, Mark? <laughs> Another die job. Nathan Frazier speeds off like Sonic. Oh, God, I forgot about speedy Nathan Frazier. Like <laughs> Sonic. Oh, sorry, who, sorry, wait a second, who, who are you talking about there? Uh, Nathan Frazier. When I'm cleaning windows... He's in the fast lane every day now. <laughs> Speeds off in like that, bo- that little like sort of sonic ball as he goes away. Into I like that guy because blue lives matter. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one minor tweak to what he's because suggested. he's horrible. Yes, just to re- uh, just yes. To, yeah, just yeah, yeah. He's a bad guy. Yeah, I hate the Undertaker. Yeah, um, one minor tweak to to your suggestion, and then we'll quickly talk about Carmelo Hayes versus Bron Um Exactly as you've played it out, except. Dun, 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 dun. They'll have to edit out the homophobic lyrics in the song. Yeah, yeah. Except he's walking around backstage. I'll play a game in a second. Who bumps into? Walking around backstage as American badass, but it's got some NXT law for those who you know really have been watching this product. 
we've been you know sticking with it through the dark times. Remember, uh, was it Saray? Yeah. Walk around in one outfit, then walk out, and suddenly she changed. Yeah. Well, he walks around as American badass, walks through the NXT's dead man. And then he's spooky, so he could maybe help promote. (laughs) What if the Undertaker bumps into the alien, and the Undertaker Undertaker says, hi, alien, and the alien says, and he just says, yeah, I'm going to keep on rolling, too, because he wants to be be taken to his dealer, yeah. Uh, his, uh, his motorbike dealer at Harley Davidson. That's right. Brom beating Titan bike. <laughs> Brom beating Mello, despite the fact his best friend John Cena is there. Uh, I don't they can do, both do afford I to I lose. Arguably, this one is the reverse of. Yeah, do I care? I don't care. I think. How could he possibly care? I think probably Carmelo Hayes wins this. He's got to prove to Trick that he can get it done. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Bron Spears, John afterwards, <laughs> and like next week, Mello saying. I like, see, I, I beat you, and you weren't even there, Trick. And Trick's like, someone was. I, I, I don't know if you heard of him. I, I could see him. It was John Cena. Yeah. And then Melo kind of like has that plausible deniability because they're obviously turning him out with the two of them. And I, I think Melo gets the win. Breaker, to be fair to Bron Breaker, right, this NXT, from where he was maybe a year ago where people were still earnestly saying, I think he's probably ready. I don't think that as much anymore, but at least he's become the guy that you can put in these matches. and ready than the Miz. It's not as if there's yeah. a big standard. Yeah, all right, yeah. And you can beat him. You know what I mean? Like, of course he's ready. You can beat Bron Breaker. Ellie Knight's on that. Well, hang on. You've seen his jumping thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, we're talking about John Cena now. Yeah. Right. John Cena is going to be horrible. It's going to make me cringe so much. John Cena's thing now is I'm going to overact even more than I ever did for reasons I can't fathom because he's actually learned how to be a character actor. By all accounts, I would never watch anything John Cena related in my personal time. He's a full scalp because he's still going to work every week. Yes. <laughs> Great in the Suicide Squad. I'll give him that. Yeah. John, that's the thing. He gets praise. Like, he gets raves for his stuff. So I don't know why he's even worse at acting in WWE land now <laughs> that he's an actor with who draws like uh, claim and raves for his work. He's going to be unbearable. The idea is, right, you need John Cena on this show. So reaction shots for every move that happens. If, if you thought the... Uh, remember the original Dynamite crowd reaction spots? And they completely overdid it. Now, mercifully, there's no one in the arena, so they can't really <laughs> do it. But they used to do it all the time, and they yeah. used to have to calm down. I think that's going to be like that, but with John Cena. And every time there's a near fall, it's going to be going, <laughs> and stuff like that. And like, every time like there's going to be like a comeback on the baby face, he's going to like jump up and... Click his heels together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Arsehole that is. Do you think they do a bit where, because Trick Williams is obviously becoming way more popular than Melo, and he knows that. Like, John Cena, long-time good friend of Carmelo Hayes, meets Trick, and he just instantly likes him more. You should like him more because Trick and Carmelo like were, like, friends before NXT, so you yeah. should be well acquainted with Trick Williams. That's true, yeah, So you're yeah. an idiot for saying that. Yeah. I mean, it's not like he's going to spend much time down at the barbershop, is it? Like <laughs> <laughs> Opposite of anything, John. <laughs> Um, before we move on, do you think there's going to be any NXT women's breakout tournament matches tonight? Oh, please, please if only for the uh, first and quarter hour graphic. Just when so, they win by default. If, yeah, if one of them beats, like, I don't know, like a John like Moxley a or a Jen. Oh my God, if a women's breakout match beats Chris Jericho. Lola Vice beats Chris Jericho. The, the demo god slayed by the women's breakout tournament. Yes, please. Slain. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to play the game! 
Who's the Undertaker going to bump into backstage, walking through the uh, the corridors of NXT? I've got the uh, WWE NXT roster page open in front of me. You both get one go. No, skips and then we have to like decide what oh, he says. No. no skips or anything. Okay, just straight up. I've just have got the NXT roster page. Have you want to go first? Yes. Can we at least twist if it's Gallus because they're yeah, already in a match? Right, that's, that's fine. Thank God. I'm, uh, Do you want to talk about that twice? No. <laughs> Stop. Okay. Uh, pick a number between one and four. Four. <laughs> yeah! Undertaker walking through backstage and uh, he's, he's looking around and who's he bumping into? You know, he's, he's, he's not really watched this pro- program for a while, but now he's making sure he... Pay attention, please. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to bump into screens. It actually is a shoot on his screen. That's fantastic. That's great. Uh, what yeah. would the Undertaker make of and say to Scripps? Pay attention, please. I'm going to beat the f*** out of You're jumping around. You're flipping around. Why don't you learn how to work a hold? You're doing too much. This is supposed to be realistic. You ever seen me in the early 90s? I looked dead for ages. Ah, oh, he's gonna. Oh God, imagine that. He would movie. absolutely brutalize scripts. Like, imagine, like, remember when uh, Maven eliminated him from the Rumble and you just beat him all around the building? Yeah. You could get 15 solid minutes out of Undertaker beating scripts around that building. You, you say that and you assume that, but you're, you're forgetting about the, the character development that we've seen in scripts over the years. Maybe, you know, he walks in and there's scripts because they've been playing, hasn't he been playing a game of dice with his new tag team? Yeah. And he's like, I don't like that, but how about a game of bones? Undertaker putting buttons of scripts is great. That's great. But yeah. also, speaking of characters and the rich history of uh, script. Pay attention, please. Let's not forget that he was a Somalia. <laughs> yes. Here, what, here, what, what's that? Who's, who's got the beers? Who's got the drink in? Uh, what's that? That pussy sh- wine. <laughs> Give me a bottle of Jack. Didn't he have his own wine? I don't know. Briefly take it. Like, they did like a, uh, the, the, the Undertaker wine and Ultimate Warrior wine. I need to check this out when we get back. I'll put my name on any old (laughs) 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 Sorry, (laughs) You're guilty. You gotta buy the boys a crate of wine. (laughs) (laughs) Right, Sid, you'll go. I'm uh, scrolling through the NXT roster page. Oh. I'm going to stop picking up between uh, one and four. Stop two. I think he's been released. Uh, Let's (laughs) let's try that again, shall we? Uh, Stop two. Braun Breaker. Nah, no, he's already mad. Uh, we're talking about him. Don't talk about Stop. Four. Gable Stevenson. <laughs> well, 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 what do we have here? <laughs> There's also all you dragging off on the same thing, so maybe they might actually do something there. What's a hang around your neck? Is a gold medal? You think you're Kurt Angle? You think you're better than Kurt Angle? <laughs> huh? You think you're better than a veteran? Everyone knows in f***ing pro wrestling that if you hang around the place for 15 years, you automatically get respect on the subject of which he is the Bone Street Crew. They did nothing else. <laughs> they did absolutely nothing else. You think he could? Uh, Undertaker, this is a real gold medal. Get the hell out of here, kid. They used to call me the dead man. I've seen you work. <laughs> <laughs> You're finished, son. Get the f*** out of my business. Undertaker and Ely is a pretty good one. Yeah. Like, Ely having the belt now. As I call yourself a locker room leader. No, sir, I call myself a band leader. <laughs> 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 
Undertaker just repeatedly like chokes arms and beats up Elia. This kid don't know where to say when, like the Jeff Hardy oh, stuff. Yeah. You like pain? I'm impervious to it. <laughs> heard Gorilla Monsoon? If you haven't, listen to him and respect the business. Watch some goddamn tapes earlier. <laughs> impervious to pain. Well, I enjoy it. I'm impervious to it. I'm a bare knuckle fight, then. <laughs> I, just want, I, just, I just want one of Cena or Heyman or Asuka or Cody or Taker to interact with Von. It's just, or, 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 or Robert Stone, preferably both. <laughs> Please, please, that'd be the best. It'd be the best thing on this entire show. Von interacting with any of them. It's a, it's Maybe Taker will endorse Von. Well, you know Undertaker. what's great. Yeah. What's great about uh, Undertaker and Von is that there's a certain uh, Kelly Kelly hanging out with Ted DiBiase quality to this because the Undertaker, like at his most Undertaker in 1992, like had some great times with the Beverly Brothers. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> These were nowhere near each other. Uh, they confused me, if I'm being honest. <laughs> they were big boys, but I uh, was a gimmick. Uh, uh, confused me. Uh, were the pansies or were the hard man? I didn't get it. I want to get it. I didn't respect it. But I respect you, Ron. <laughs> they told me what I happened I respected to them, and they had respect for the business. But they also wore funny colors, and they were uh, California-like. Uh, no, I'll take old take got confused. <laughs> it was a confused presentation, was it not? The Beverly Brothers? It was a little bit confused, yeah. Was, a little bit confused, yeah, yeah. yeah. They didn't really know quite what they were. It's why they were never properly pushed. Yeah. Because they murdered jobbers, and then they would lose the bushwhackers, and you're like, wait. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Are they hard? I don't know. Yeah. Finally, then. Richard. It's time to play the game! What is this an inequality of wealth thing? Did <laughs> high art for this business if you ask me? Did Spread it around. It's not out of two. Everything's broken. Stop here, Undertaker. I thought you were over. That's what all of these goddamn video packages we have to watch to tell me. That's what Sean tells us every goddamn PC session. Lovely to meet you, Mark. I wasn't calling you a Mark. <laughs> Respect the business, Mark. Did it, did it, did it, did it. Who's going to win the war? NXT, in terms of the ratings, <laughs> I think it's going to be an AW uh, whitewash in terms of how good it's going to be. Uh, but in terms of the numbers, we'll do demo overall. First goal wins. <laughs> um, I think NXT is going to beat them in both. I think that NXT is going to do a monster number. It's John Cena's on the show. Cody's on this show. Like, they never did that. The closest they came was Becky. Mm. Um, but, like, she'd already fallen off a bit, I think, by late 2019. I'm going to go with NXT is going to get 1,300,000. Whoa! And a naught point three. Three in the demo, whereas AEW, this, I think it's like sport competition as well. Oh God, is going to get seven two five and a naught point two five. Well, I don't keep up with the demos anymore. What's AEW's usual? There, I, I don't know. It's usually naught point two nine. That's, I think that would probably be the average. 
Do we have a flat line? Yeah. I just feel like that audience is going to travel. Like, they're going to travel. They're going to, you know, stand up for AEW, the whole deal. I think, like, it's going to do as well as it possibly can. I, I don't think NXT can do a number that high. Like, I didn't have them cracking a million. And now you said 1.3, it makes me sure. Like overestimate. Just them. go with your heart. Nine six five for NXT. To um, what did AW do last week? Eight hundred. Well, you oh, need to do demo. Ah, uh, uh, zero point three. NXT. AW. Um. Eight two five. Oh wow. And because yeah, like they got eight hundred last week on a standard Wednesday night, and that's maybe where they're about. So I think everybody will just travel for it. Yeah. 825 for... Well, I'll go with that then. I'll say, based on that, I'll go with 0.29. So does that mean I have NXT winning the demo as well? Save 0.3. Mm. Yeah, narrow demo and I'll go for that, yeah. Okay. I'll go 1.15 for uh, NXT. That's how, how do I do that as a million? One. one yeah, 1,150,000. Yeah, thank you. Uh, with a 0.31 in the demo. Uh, and... What did you say for uh, AW? I don't want to say eight two five. I was going to say, I'll say eight seven five for AW, and a point three two. Point three two. I'm going to snatch the demo, and demo it's going to make year. the discourse even better. Online. Oh yeah, pollute the waters. Yes. Oh well, actually, that's the real quiz. Uh, all <laughs> that. Yeah, more of that sort of thing. Cool. Regardless, I cannot wait for tonight, and we'll be reviewing both shows. And we're doing both of them as video podcasts tomorrow, aren't we? Yes. They're going to be going out separately to see who actually wins the war. Normally. It will be one per day. Yes. But they've not got the schedule, so yeah, we're Yeah, ruined our launch week, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Just get bonus stuff. Thanks, yeah. guys. Yeah. Yeah. Which? Thanks, Russ. Yeah, yeah! Hey, hey, guys! Hey, you want to avoid the Tuesday night? Yeah, the Tuesday night war! <laughs> yeah, we're looking yeah. forward to it. Your, yeah, your first one is on us. We, as we learned yesterday, it's your second. Yeah! You in Let's action in last year. Fuck up, Red Fleet! <laughs> <laughs> Who did you lose to? Can't remember, probably. Uh, so, Shinsuke Stacks. Shinsuke, of course. But uh, Sitch. Hey, oh, sorry, go on. What's the deal with uh, with Undertakers? Well, it's a pretty um, bleak job. Someone's got to do it. And, hey, you're always in business, huh? Yeah. Um, they take care of the dead. They, um, you know, they make arrangements for the funeral. They, um, basically, they deal with dead bodies and dead people and make them um, go on a safe passage to the other side. <laughs> and that's the deal with an undertaker. A <laughs> uh, sad part of life. But hey, you're always in business, huh? <laughs> <laughs> they got an undertaker on NXT tonight. This is why I'm asking about it. And, uh, you know, I was uh, walking past the cemetery the other day and uh, asked an oh, undertaker... <laughs> How many bodies are buried in this cemetery? He said, oh, f- all of them. Uh, <laughs> three jokes, three questions for you. Sitch, what is an undertaker's favorite condiment? Hmm? Picture there. Right, okay. No, not my field of expertise, as you know. Yes, but. so we've got, it's going to be a pun on yeah. death Dead. and vinegar or something. <laughs> so vinegar, Yeah. any death stuff with that? Catch up. Catch up. Mayonnaise. Down sauce. It could be down sauce because the body's going underground. No. Undergra- that underground. sounds like your joke. Underground sauce. About HB, HP sauce. R-I-H-P sauce. 
R-I-H-P sauce. Great, get that right, though. What is an Undertaker's favorite condiment? Gravy. Ah, gravy. Uh, yeah, good. We're getting, we're getting close. Have a question, joke, joke question number two. I like gravy. What do Gravy's un- good. Yeah, gravy's good. What do Undertaker's and Cavonia have in common? What's Cavonia? It's that cough medicine. I think. Is that right? Yeah, I believe that so. Right, <laughs> Cavonia in America stacks. Uh, I just seen it in the shop <laughs> when I was, uh, you know, doing the. And you did the London trip, yeah, yeah. Cavonia, yeah, it's it's a cough syrup. I've never heard of this. Yeah, is it in the news? <laughs> uh, have I seen this? Have I heard about this Cavonia? No, oh, just, right. just a, it's obviously going to be a pun. I think. Right. So, sorry. Question: What do Undertakers and Cavonia have in common? Any idea? Something it? about a stiff. Mm, I don't know. Really. Stiff. Uh, anything about sore throat? Set up again. What do you want to take us in? Cavonia having carbon? Um, it's coughing. Oh, coughing, good. But what is the way around it? Both experts in coughing. No, that's not right, is it? Stop your coughing. <sighs> Put you in a coffin. So close. God damn. I know. So goddamn close. <laughs> it's a coffin joke. It's a coffin joke. Coffin. Coffin. Close enough. What do Undertakers and Covonia have in common? They both take away the coffin. Huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We should have got that. We, we did. Yeah. Couldn't have said, said cough, cough yeah. syrup. I had to say a brand. So, so thanks to Covonia for sponsoring <laughs> Final question, jokesage. Well, it's a good job that this can't be filthy. What do you call a boner <laughs> at a funeral? <laughs> What's the fuck? What's the setup again? We call a boner at a funeral. <laughs> Pretty inappropriate. Yeah, all right. What do you call a boner at a funeral? Morning wood. Bye, Stacks. I'll give him that one. Yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. Video podcast for him tomorrow. Indeed. What called dressing podcast on YouTube. <laughs> By the time you listen to this, probably the Raw Review has already started on, yeah. uh, on YouTube, but go and check Not that swears. out. swears. Sorry, man. That's all right. What called dressing podcast, uh, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Enjoy the Tuesday night ultimate war of worlds tonight. Let us know your thoughts, your predictions, all the good stuff on X. At What Culture WWE Watch. They can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at Michael Hamflet. Follow Michael Sidgwick at M Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. But for now, this has been the uh, Tuesday night war preview. My thanks to the Dadly Boys. I'm a Dadly Boy as well. Thanks to Stacks. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.